Here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this Tuesday, February the 6th, in the year of our Lord, 2024. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me will be Pastor Mark Smith as we take a look at the hymn, O Wondrous Type, O Vision Fair. Now, when William the Conqueror of Normandy assumed rule of England soon after the Battle of Hastings in 1066, he began to replace the Anglo-Saxon bishops with Norman prelates. In 1078, Osmond of Normandy was given the southern sea of Salisbury, and they seem to have melded Celtic and Anglo-Saxon liturgy, resulting in the Sarum Rite, S-A-R-U-M. This elaborate rite formed much of the basis of Thomas Kramer's Book of Common Prayer in 1549. It is from the Serum Milieu that this anonymous Latin hymn for the Transfiguration has come into being. So we don't really know who wrote the hymn, but it is the hymn of the day for the Transfiguration of our Lord. And That is this coming Sunday, of course, February the 11th. So, Pastor Mark Smith, did you enjoy always giving a sermon on transfiguration? Yes. Um, Yeah, I've always I've always enjoyed that uh, that uh, feast day. Uh, because I know that Lent is right behind it. And I, I tell you, the older I get, I've said this before, I think, the older I get, the more I love Lent. I really look forward to Lent, every bit of it. And uh, and uh, I, I will say this. Um, transfiguration, there's always a challenge to apply that. Um I always feel like, you know, sometimes I would assign that preaching date to one of my seminary students uh, because I felt sometimes like I kind of ran out on things to say about it. Did you ever experience that, Tom? Uh, I did that on Monday. I mentioned that we could have gone through the passage in Mark chapter 9. But instead, I did 2 Corinthians chapter 3, which is the epistle for that Uh Sunday, because a lot of people know about the transfiguration. Yes. I will say... There's a there's you know there's a lot of directions you can take. You can talk. You can bring to bear um, Elijah's departure when he went up into heaven in that whirlwind in that fiery chariot. Uh, you can talk about that. You can talk about Moses and his uh, his departure, his death when God buried him on Mount Nebo. Uh, so there's there's different angles that you can bring to bear on it. Why why did uh, 
did Moses and Elijah, why were they present with Jesus as opposed to some other prophets? Well, you've got the law and the gospel. The law and the prophets, yes. In fact, another passage says what they were actually talking about. Right. Do you remember right. what that was? Yeah. Uh, they were talking about his his departure or his his exodus is the is the word that's used there his departure Excellent. and uh, yes. it it mentions it mentions that in the hymn that we're about to that we're uh, talking about they held converse high they were talking about this important event that Jesus was about to uh to initiate and that he would be departing from the earth after his crucifixion right when we think of the Exodus, what does that remind us of in the Old Testament? Well, we think about the children of Israel uh, being uh, rescued from bondage, led, led away by Moses out of their bondage in Egypt. And how were they saved from the angel of death? How were, how were the children of Israel? Oh, by, uh, by the uh, Passover, the, uh, blood of, the blood of the Lamb... On the doorpost and lintels, yes. Yes. And that really ties in with Jesus. Right. The blood of the lamb over the wooden cross. So, if you will begin by reading stanza one, please. Okay. O wondrous type, O vision fair of glory that the church may share, which Christ upon the mountain shows, where brighter than the sun he glows. Now, I find it interesting that at the beginning, it talks about type and vision. Yeah. How do you understand those two words? Well, type, I understand type as, as a foreshadowing. Uh, this, this vision of Jesus where they were the disciples, those three disciples, Peter, James, and John, they get just a glimpse, uh, just a momentary glimpse of his glory. And, uh, but that, that also foreshadows the glory that we too, the church will share when, uh, well, on, on the last day, when God raises us up, uh, glorified, uh, and uh, so, on the last day, you're right, go ahead. The vision of Jesus is actually a vision that we will participate in, and we will be glorious also. Right, exactly, yes. That's, uh, type, uh, type, of course, means foreshadowing here. Now, how many individuals were on the mountain? Well, you've got... The three disciples, his three close disciples, Peter, James, and John, and Jesus, well, Jesus, of course, and then uh, Moses and Elijah. So that's uh, six. Nope. Oh, you've also got uh, God the Father speaking yes. out of the cloud. Seven individuals were on that yeah. mountain. Would you exclude the Holy Spirit? He's not mentioned in the text. Right. But of but course I would, think, I would think he was I would think he was there too. 
It's hard, hard well, to leave him, leave him out. <laughs> where I would find him is we wear the robes of the Christian church, and they are given to us by the Holy Spirit in our baptism. Right. Jesus' clothes become radiant, intensely white, right. as no one on earth could bleach them. That's right. So I would think that would be a work of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. What does God the Father say differently here than he said at the baptism? He says, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Yes. And... As soon as that was said, the Greek says, suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus only. That's right. Now, I find verse 9 interesting. As they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Now, why do I find that interesting, do you think? As they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to, to tell no one what they'd seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Um, well, my time has not yet come. Uh he he wanted these he wanted these three disciples to draw great comfort and assurance of this uh terrific vision of his glory and uh what he mentions is that the son of man will rise from the dead right that's right and yet on sunday easter sunday hardly anyone believed that right in fact, in the Gospel of Mark, he tells his disciples more than once that he's going to Jerusalem to die, but then rise in three days. And it appears only the woman who washed his feet was aware and believed that promise. But not his disciples, nor even his mother. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It is. It is. And then finally he met them in the upper room and showed himself to them alive. Yep. And who doubted it? Oh, Thomas. Until when? Until he Jesus, at a later date, showed himself yep. to Thomas. And what did Thomas say? My Lord and my God. The first time any of the apostles referred to Jesus as God. That's right. That's yeah, really all, interesting. And of all people, it was Thomas. <laughs> Your namesake. Now, right away in the second line, of glory that the church may share. 
Right. When do we share that glory? When uh, Christ comes again on the last day, and we're all raised, our 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 souls uh, our souls are with Him, but our our bodies are raised up glorified. Those of us that believe, our bodies are raised up glorified and rejoined with our souls, and uh, ushered into that new heaven and new earth for all eternity. I would add that if you take a look at the experience. The three disciples saw Jesus in a new way. Yes. When do we see Jesus in a new way in the liturgy? Well, uh, I suppose you're referring to the Lord's Supper. Yes. That's when we share in his glory. Because we're receiving what? His very body and blood under the bread and wine. Exactly. For the forgiveness of sins. And that glory Christ upon the mountain shows where brighter than the sun he glows. Wow. That must have been bright. Yeah, you try to you know you try to imagine what that must have been like for those disciples. They were so in fact they were they were they were kind of dazed or overawed and and just a just a glimpse and uh and remember what Peter said, "Lord, it is it is it is good for us to be here." In other words, it was a it was an exhilarating vision too. And yet it it talks about how they were they were stricken with fear. It was just, you know, exhilarating but but fear, fearful at the same time because Jesus showed them in this uh, showed himself in this uh, different way, this glorious way. He gave yeah. them a glimpse of his glory. In fact, what did Peter say that even the text says he did not know what to say for he was terrified. Yeah, he uh, he suggested building three uh, three tents or shelters. Yes, one for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for Jesus. And Which would put... you get the idea? He wants to stay up there on that mountaintop. He, he like like almost like they want to camp out up there. This is such an exhilarating vision. And that's the good news you can say in the sermon that we are camping in that vision in the worship service yeah or tabernacling yes well said all right i'll read stanza two with moses and elijah nigh the incarnate lord holds conquering converse high and from the cloud the Holy One bears record to the only Son. Now, how does he bear record to the only Son? Well, he says, this is my beloved Son. Listen to him. Yes. Hear him out. Yes. So, that the Holy One doesn't refer to Jesus. 
Yeah, let's see. Let me think. Let me think now. And from the cloud, the Holy One. Yeah, that would be God the Father. Exactly. Speaking out of the cloud. Yes. So this hymn really touches uh, a lot. And the incarnate Lord holds converse high. What does that make you think of? He's talking, of course, about, uh, uh, he's talking with the Elijah and Moses about the fulfillment of all those promises of the Old Testament that speak of his uh, suffering, death, and resurrection. And he's incarnate, which means we're talking about Jesus as a human being. That is right, in the flesh. That's the vision that's being seen. Yes. Now, he does this a number of times where he takes on attributes that a human being would not have. I'm thinking of, there's a big storm on the Sea of Galilee. What does Jesus do? Yeah, well, he, he, uh, he stills the storm. At another time, he walks on water. Yes, walks on water. All right, stanza three, please. With shining face and bright array, he deigns to manifest today what glory shall be theirs above who joy in God with perfect love. So who is that referring to about those above? Let's see. Uh, she'll be theirs above who joy in God with perfect love. Uh, uh, what glory shall be theirs above? He's talking. He's talking about the uh, the church triumphant, isn't he? I believe you're right. Yes, because it's only in the church triumphant that we will have perfect love. Right. Right. And what's the difference between perfect love and oftentimes the love we think we have on the world? Well, perfect love, I, I suppose that, that'd be agape love, right? Yep. And what does that mean? That's the, that's the love can, that, can only, that can only come out of faith, faith given by the Holy Spirit. Yes. Greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And who is the object of that perfect love? We are. No. Okay. We're, we're, we're the object of, of God's love. Is there any more perfect love than that? I, I asked, who's the object of the perfect love? That we have. Right. Okay. It would be uh, Jesus. Okay. All right. All right. Whatever Jesus you, whatever you say, Tom. <laughs> well, Jesus is the object. And I, I'm, I'm trying to get to the point that in the world, what's the object of our love? 
Oh, uh, you mean you mean according to our old Adam? Yeah. We love ourselves. Exactly. Yes. So only in heaven do we have that perfect love that never goes wrong. All right, I'll read stanza four. And faithful hearts are raised on high by this great vision's mystery, for which in joyful strains we raise the voice of prayer, the hymn of praise. What's that referring to? Well, it's talking about uh, that's the result of our of our faith. Joyful strains. I looked that word up, anticipating you maybe ask me about that word, Tom. Uh, those strains are exertions, uh, uh, hymns of praise or right. prayer. And where does that occur? Well, in worship. Exactly. Can that worship, is it only done in the church on a Sunday morning? No, uh, that's that's the, that's the place we usually think of. But no, it can be done uh, throughout our life, in our work. Um, yes. Do everything. Do everything to the glory of God. I find this statement by this great vision's mystery. How did Jerome translate the Greek word mysterion? Mysterion, sacrament, sacrament. Exactly. So in a sense, this really does point to the Lord's Supper. Yeah, I think there's references to the Lord's Supper here. Absolutely. In, in other words, we could sing this during the Lord's Supper. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because... That is a high point. That's the high point uh, of the service, no doubt. It says, faithful hearts are raised on high. What is a faithful heart? What is a faithful heart? Faithful hearts are raised on high by this great vision's mystery. Uh, well, in fact, out of the liturgy, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. And so a faithful heart, what is the object of a faithful heart? The object of a faithful heart would be a, a God himself, our Lord. Specifically? You mean it Jesus? It would be the promises Ah, okay. All right. Always make the distinction between law and gospel. That's right. Yeah. We are not faithful hearts because of obedience to the law. Right. But we have faithful hearts because we trust. Clean. That's right. We trust. We trust his promises. That's what faith and is. Very, very important. And we receive that at our baptism or when we hear the word of God. So, stanza five, please. O Father, well, this is a doxological verse. The triangle is placed before it. 
showing all three persons are there represented. O Father with the eternal Son and Holy Spirit ever one, we pray thee, bring us by thy grace to see thy glory face to face. So we asked about, is the Holy Spirit mentioned here? And this hymn writer believes he is. Yes. By the Holy Spirit, ever one, to bring us by thy grace. What's his grace? Forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. What's the difference between grace and mercy? Let's see. Uh, grace is receiving what we don't deserve. Excellent. Mercy, mercy is uh, not getting what we deserve. Exactly. And so it is by his grace that we see thy glory face to face. Now, wait a minute. That is talking about people living on earth. When do we see Jesus' glory face to face? That would be uh, when we, well, it, it, uh, we're, we're asleep in Jesus. When, we, when our soul goes to be with him, as he said to the thief on the cross, this very day you'll be with me in paradise. We see Jesus face to face at that time. And, and we'll, we'll see him when, when we stand risen again and in glory on the last day. I believe face to face, we're living in an age, you ever make, Phone calls with a cell phone, people make them. What, what's that, Tom? That people contact other people with a cell phone? Oh, yes. That happens all the time today, yes. And wouldn't they say, yeah, I spoke to his face when they hear their voice? Yeah. So Sometimes when do I... we hear the voice of Jesus? In his word. Yep. Word and sacrament. So a great hymn. Thanks for helping us with it. And next week we'll have another hymn for the first Sunday in Lent. Looking forward to that. So thank you very much, Mark Smith. I'm Tom Baker. Join us tomorrow at 930 God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your checkout to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.
Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.